Financial Studies. Brought to you by Carol Royce, Keller Williams Realty East Valley. Get more money selling your home. Go to higherprice.com. That's higherprice.com. Oh, it's time to peek into the world of social media on Twitter. Epically underscore Murata. We call it social studies. Sarah Cazell takes us through it. And it's happening right now. Right now. Right now. Let's what kind go. of ferret questions do we have today, Sarah? <laughs> well, I think we have a social studies question that's inspired by the song he played for us a few segments ago. Is is that correct? The most memorable thing about the 2022 season for the Arizona Cardinals? For those who missed it, um, the season's a dumpster fire. <laughs> to the tune of We Didn't Start the Fire by Billy Joel. Uh, tremendous work, Jarek Carlin, at least with the lyrics. So, again, open-ended question. <laughs> what was the most memorable thing about the 2022 Arizona Cardinals season? A lot to pick from. Um, on a, I mean, I'm trying to be whimsical about it because it, there was nothing. You mean memorable positive? I mean, I because memorable, if you're talking, no, no, memorable. However you want to describe it, it. memorable is just the uh, the nonstop dysfunction. It just never ever seemed to end. It will, every week seemed to bring a new slice of drama. Yeah, I mean, 20 years from now, when you look back on the 2022 Cardinals, that that is a year that the, the really good years stand out when you hear the year. The really bad years stand out when you hear the year. Yeah. When you think of 2022, dysfunction's the first thing that's going to come to mind. There's no doubt. Yeah, I did six verses. On stuff that happened this season. And you didn't even mention and, everything. And I didn't even mention really stuff that happened on the field. Because yeah. you couldn't right? find anything to rhyme with Kugler. <laughs> no, I did. I, I mentioned Kugler. Did, did you, you send, I don't remember can how you send me that. those lyrics, Jarrett, by the way? Uh, no. Why? Because I don't have them saved anymore. What? 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 How did how did you record the song? What did you write it on your hand? No, yes. I, I I wrote it and I printed it out. Uh-huh. And then I recorded it. And, and threw it away? Done. You didn't save the document? I have some of it, but I had to I had to adjust it on the fly in the room. But that when, I you, when you You're sell this box set of all your songs, where, how are you going to list the, the li- lyrics li- to them? Li- li- you don't have the, the liner bonus notes. material. Yeah, what are you going to do? Sell as much. Right. Patty is not going to pay $35 no. for this box right, set if you, you don't have the lyrics <laughs> and the liners. <laughs> Come on, serve your one customer, Ferret. <laughs> okay. I'll hook you up, Vinny. Thanks. I'll hook you up. Don't go out of your way, Garrett. (laughs) What do we get for answers here? Oh, my gosh. Okay, the most memorable thing about the 2022 Arizona Cardinals season, Wookiee says the study film clause in Kyler's contract. I wish I could forget that one, he says. The fact that it had to be put into the deal should have alerted ownership that the contract was not deserved by Kyler Murray. Brian Barger has a positive Kyler Murray memory. His heroics in the Las Vegas Raiders game. I didn't pay much attention to the Cardinals after that, though. That was a truly incredible fourth quarter and last. And that was it. Last few minutes. That, was that the, really that was. was when you think about it, that is true. That was one of the all-time endings in pro football history. Even that two-point conversion, Kyler Murray, um, or was it a touchdown that he ran? And it, Sean Payton is even watching that, that play. Con- yeah. Conversion, yeah. yeah. Uh, uh, you're not going to find a more jaw-dropping play than that one. And yet it's just lost in this morass, this avalanche. M-O-R-A-S-S, yeah, exactly. Jared. That's what I'm saying. No, that, not, that's, no, that's a way to describe the season. That's for sure. <laughs> More ass than we know what to do. Yo! Wow! Oh, 
That was perfect. That was absolutely perfect. I was. Uh, Organic humor that's best. Tremendous. Uh, final response to the most memorable thing about the Cardinals 2022 season comes from Stephanie H. She says it had to be J.J. Watt balling out and going out on a high note. What a stellar player and man he is. Stellar. Stellar. Interstellar. I love how everybody close to him calls him Jage. Yes, His AJ. brothers call him Jage. Everyone calls him Jage. Um, honorable mention to David Blau's card tricks. <laughs> David Blau came in late in the season and, and actually had two good uh, hard knocks moments. The card yeah. tricks moment. Yeah, but see, and also the, the story of uh, his dad being the guy that fed the bear. That was a great the doctor Perry, That was a great one. But the, but the idea of actually having so little fear of a head coach that you will show him a card trick. There's something fundamentally wrong with that. Yeah, can you imagine him uh, doing that to Bill Belichick? Tricks. Get out of here, kid. You're I, I don't like card tricks. So. You're palming the card in your hand. I don't <laughs> impressive to me. Card tricks are dark. You're some sort could, of wizard. I don't Could you pull a quarter out of my ear? I'm hungry. <laughs> what? I won't use it. Yeah, for, for the vending machine. Oh, I thought you were going to eat the quarter. <laughs> for the vending the Jared, you ever eaten a quarter? Oh! oh no! Quarters! Oh, I love corn nuts. <laughs> I do love corn nuts. I knew you did. Yeah. No, thanks. All right, let's move to our next question. <laughs> <laughs> Zooming out on the entire NFL. We've been talking about the postseason, which begins tomorrow. Two games tomorrow, three games on Sunday, and then one on Monday night football. We are asking of these four options, which veteran quarterback is least likely to be on his current team next season? Tom Brady, Lamar Jackson, Aaron Rodgers, or Matthew Stafford? Ooh, Tom Brady. Tom Brady's the answer. Where do you think he's going? Miami. Miami. Going to Miami. Um, New England. New Orleans. One of the three. New Orleans. New England. Miami. Miami. One of the three. I'm sticking with Miami. Okay. Tom Brady is leading the poll right now. 41% of our voters say he is least likely to be on. Who would you vote number two? Did you say number two, Jared? The poop fest, Jared. Let's be mature here, please. Uh, I would vote Aaron Rodgers number two. What Followed closely by Lamar Jackson. Yeah, I don't think I don't think Aaron Rodgers is going to go anywhere at this point in time, other than retire. And if it's retirement, I don't think he's going to retire off after this. So, Lamar Jackson. That's what I'm about. He wouldn't give that jersey up to Jamison Williams. Oh well, that's true. Uh Vince, your responses are the exact order of oh, really? what our listeners... Yeah, again, it's... Look, I'm not saying I have my finger on the pulse the of what's people. going on, but I do. <laughs> but <laughs> I, I do. absolutely do. <laughs> yeah, that's funny. 41% say Tom Brady is least likely to be on his current team next season. 28% voted for Aaron Rodgers. 17% for Lamar Jackson. 14% for Matthew Stafford. Getting to our next question. Who or what is the scariest movie or TV character of all time? I assume this is because it's Friday the 13th, Jarrett. The scariest movie character of all time. Or TV character. Glenn Close and Fatal Attraction. Yeah, that's a pretty good one, man. That's a pretty good one. Oh, that is scary. Not a horror movie. Uh, on a horror movie front? Oh, you're just going to ignore me, Dan? 
I won't be ignored. I won't Dan. be ignored, Dan. Oh, yeah, even the name Dan, that must have hit oh, you. Oh, yeah, yeah. I'm running out the door. <laughs> Um, the uh, you remember the movie No Country for Old Men? Oh yeah, that dude—that's that. one of the most psychotic villains ever. The what is the most Javier Bardem character? Who is—is is that is—is is that who the actor is? The actor, With the yeah. long hair. Yeah, uh, Justin Antoine Chigurh. That's it. That's who it is. What is the most you have ever lost on a coin flip? Oh, it, what a character that is! That one just—talk oh, about authentic. I haven't seen that movie, but oh, just looking at the gift dropped in here, he looks a little yeah. a little chilling. Very red eyes. Seeing some love for uh, Hannibal Lecter. At Lecter. See, that, it, it, for, in Silence of the Lambs, Hannibal Lecter is not the one that scares me. Yeah. It's Buffalo Bill who scares Correct. me. Correct. Oh, wait. <laughs> Sugar beats that person. What about Corey's? That's so good. That was so good. Corey's submission, scariest movie or television character of all time, the T-Rex in the first Jurassic Park. It's not bad. It was a real life. I never saw Misery, but people are saying You Kathy never Bates saw Misery? misery? No. Oh, it's yeah. so good. And she was... Really, and she was really frightening in that mm-hmm. movie. Sandra Day O'Clover sent that one in. Yeah, uh, Linda Blair's character in that Exorcist. Was, yeah, that, yeah, that one messed me creepy. up for a long time. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Lou says the uh, landlord lady in Kingpin. <laughs> Brian says, "Yeah, that's pretty frightening too." The Wicked Witch of the West still scares the crap out of me, and I am fifty-six years old. My little Roy toy. Roy, I know Fly. how much you like to drink. Right. <laughs> oh, God. Don't go there. Uh, I've never laughed harder in a movie scene in my life. <laughs> it's so disgusting. <laughs> oh, is that me? Sorry. Uh, finally, Mock My World update. Ooh, I checked it yesterday. It was very close. I haven't checked it it's, today. It is still. Not quite as close as last week, I think. But, uh, yep, Vince Morata putting his hands up in victory. Yeah. Thirty percent of the vote. There's an hour left, and it's still. It is still still close enough. Yeah, yeah, don't vote for me. I do not deserve to win. (laughs) I I missed on St. Andrews, and I missed on St. Pauli girl. I do not deserve to win. Even with that, you're in a strong, yeah, close second place. Yes, Jarrett and I are fighting for last. Um, Favorite saints. In, you know, New Orleans. Everybody above 22.6% right now, though. That's hey. that's rare. Yes. Mm-hmm. Vince's team, St. Nick, St. Elsewhere, Mother Teresa, St. Paul. Pretty strong. Bickley in second. And then uh, Jarrett currently ahead of me right now in third. Who doesn't love the smaller of the Twin Cities is what I've always <laughs> said. <laughs> uh, yeah, you can still vote on Mock My World Epically underscore Murata. That's where social studies goes down. Thank you, Sarah. Thank Appreciate you. It. Uh, coming up next on this Football Friday, the latest on the Arizona Cardinals coaching search. Another candidate's name and an interesting one thrown into the mix this morning. We'll get into that and more. Bickley Murata mornings here on Arizona Sports, the local sports league. Football Friday with Bickley and Murata. Presented by 72 Soul. Arizona Sports, the local sports leader. Live from the Auction Community Studios here at Arizona Sports, it's Bickley and Murata mornings. Taking you up till 10 o'clock today. Dan Bickley, Vince Murata, Jared Carlin, Sarah Cazell with you. Uh, this morning during the course of the show, we learned of another name being thrown into the mix. And I don't think it was a name that 
I, I certainly didn't. I don't want to speak mm. for you. I didn't expect it to be uh, thrown into the mix, but mm-hmm. uh, for the Cardinals' vacant head coaching position, and that yeah. name is Brian Flores. Yeah, I kind of like it to be honest. Former with you. head coach of the Miami Dolphins, let go, suing the league. Uh, was uh, in Pittsburgh this past season as an associate uh, coach on uh, Mike Tomlin's staff. That lawsuit is still ongoing, but uh, the Cardinals contacted the Steelers requesting that interview, and I, I feel the same way you do. I am very much in the category of you need somebody with experience. Mm-hmm. Sean Payton's got a ton of experience and has won a Super Bowl. Yep. Uh, Jim Harbaugh's got a ton of experience and has been to a Super Bowl. Um, but Brian Flores has recent and and strong experience as a head coach. He didn't have the longest tenure in Miami, but he wasn't let go because of wins and losses either. No, no, he was no. And again, this is when you talk about experience and you talk about the other element we need from this next head coach, leadership, alpha male, authority. Accountability. Accountability, in charge, discipline. I'm I'm very interested in Brian Flores. I I mean again, I I want Sean Payton first. I like Jim Harbaugh second. Brian Flores isn't far down the list. I would be uh, very intrigued by that. So that's a uh, it's very interesting. A lot of people are like, "Wow, this is crazy." So here's Brian Flores, who's got a lawsuit against the league for discriminatory practices. In that lawsuit, is Steve Wilkes claiming the Cardinals are guilty of it for firing me after a year, and now Brian Flores is being interviewed for the vacant job in Arizona. It's just kind of weird. But I, I'm here for it. I like that idea. That's uh, that's a good thought. People have pointed out Adrian Wilson might have put uh, or directed Michael Bidwell towards Brian Flores from his time in New England. I think MJ put that out yeah, there. Yeah, Mike Jarecki put that out there earlier today. And it's it's also interesting, too, because I've been keeping – I've got a, a, a little table that I update every day when I hear of news of a of a interview request or an interview actually happening. I'll add it to the respective list for the teams. Brian Flores is uh, named next to the Arizona Cardinals. That's the first team, to my knowledge, that has him on a list. It's a lot of the same guys. D'Amico Ryan's also yesterday. Uh, the Cardinals requested uh, D'Amico Ryan's interview, so um, their uh, list is up to four, which is still the shortest list of candidates that I found. Vance mm-hmm. Joseph, Sean Payton, D'Amico Ryan's, Brian Flores. Uh, I found it interesting, Eric Bieniemy. We had a discussion with, with Steve Weiss earlier in the week about, hey, Eric Bieniemy was the go-to interview guy, hasn't been able to secure a job, but been very quiet around the Eric Bieniemy front. He already completed an interview with the Indianapolis Colts. Yeah, I don't know what to think about him. I I know that there's a th- there's a thought that he's been in the process so long and not got a job that he must be a flawed candidate. That's not necessarily fair. Not necessarily fair. Yet there yet there are teams that have had multiple opens during his availability and never hired him. So I don't know. I don't know what to th- what to think about Which that. Which is also interesting too. Look, I don't I don't know about his, it's, his it's interviewing not, it, skills. People have pointed that out. Maybe he just interviews poorly. Mm-hmm. Um, he does have some 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 baggage attached to him from earlier in his career. But from a football coaching standpoint, mm-hmm. what Kansas City was able to do. Remember, there was a lot of people doubting the Chiefs. They lost Tyreek. They lost some talent from that team. The Chiefs are going to take a step back. They just kind of revamped the offense instead of around Tyreek Hill and Travis Kelsey. Obviously, Kelsey's still a big part of it. But they just spread the ball around, and they became maybe even more unstoppable. 
Patrick Mahomes set the single season record for passing yards this year and didn't have Tyreek Hill as part of his receiving core. Think about that. Yeah, I mean, how about that, right? It's not all Eric Bieniemy. He's the offensive coordinator. It's an Andy Reid production, right. I understand, but it, you would that, think that that would help his stock. No, nah, but see, you know what I look at? I look at Bill Belichick and his tree, and people always assume that his assistants are going to be really good based on working under a quote-unquote master, and none of them are any good. Well, Brian they, Flores uh, is part of that tree. Well, that is true. He was one of the rare guys that actually broke through a little bit. He had two two winning seasons in three years yep. at Miami. Yep. Um, so, yeah, that's uh, something to consider with the, the latest on that. We, we also talked about you know some of the reaction about how attractive this job is nationally to these candidates. Mark Maskey of the Washington Post put it out uh, that he believes that Denver is the front runner to get Sean Payton at this point due to uh, the attractiveness of the ownership, the stability, all of those things. When you're considering that that list of ingredients that the Cardinals have to offer, Kyler Murray is near the top of the list. Mm-hmm. Might be a plus, might be a negative. Uh, Mitchell Schwartz, a former NFL offensive lineman on the 33rd Team podcast, said uh, he would put Kyler Murray in the negative category when considering uh, head coaching opportunity. Whether it's warranted or not, there's been a lot of concerns with a lot of things and uh, kind of the way he prepares, the way he plays, all these other things. Um, so yeah, I would stay away if I was a head coach and uh, wanted to make my mark. I mean, this upcoming season, again, I think it's just going to be a throwaway year. And as we've seen, coaches only have a one or two year window you know, before they're truly evaluated. And I don't know that like this is the one I'd want to step into uh, for this upcoming season. Uh, on the Kyler front, is that fair? Do you think those are actual legitimate concerns? I don't, I mean, I'm not sitting here smearing Kyler Murray, but the noise is loud enough and is coming from enough different sources to where you have to consider it. Yeah. I don't know what to think about this, Vinny. I, I do think that there's a large part of Kyler Murray that may be misunderstood, that people look and assume that his traits and his personality say one thing. When when it might not exactly say that, and yet there are a lot of voices, and yet there have been a lot of people on the record who have stepped up and defended Kyler Murray. I, I don't know. Again, this is to, to me uh, that question that still remains unanswered. The idea that Kyler Murray got worse as a leader and a person because he got paid as an anonymous charge is real heavy stuff. And it really kind of runs contrary to some of the stuff we heard this year. And yet at the same time, we also know that this is this has been a very, very contentious kind of year. I don't know. I, I just I think what it does, rather than say whether you believe it or not, I think it amplifies the need for the right leader to reach this kid mm-hmm. and get this kid right. Which, again, I hate to kick Look, a guy on his way out the door. Cliff Kingsbury's gone. He's the guy that paid for this mess with his job and, mm-hmm. and, and, and you know, his future is, is murky right now. But two years from now, and I'm not saying this will happen, we're all wondering, you know, and, and during the course of this season, when Kyler Murray was still healthy, people were asking, who's, who's more at fault here for this offense? Is it Kyler Murray or Cliff Kingsbury? We're going to find out, finally, unequivocally, one way or the other. Who bared the brunt of, of the blame for, for what didn't happen with this offense over mm-hmm. four years? Yeah. And again, this is one of those hidden questions out there. And again, and I think that um, there's been a lot of people who have gone out of their way to soften the landing for Cliff, the firing of Cliff. Again, I think that um, the idea that Cliff Kingsbury was stuck with a kid he couldn't reach 
it only goes so far with me because this is the regime that that was in charge of molding him and developing him and and they coddled him and as people have pointed out on this program anybody who has ever run a company or run a, a, a set of employees knows you can start as a hard ass and then lighten up but you can't start light and then turn the screws that doesn't work you can be a tom coughlin who was, you know, turned into a jackass of a head coach where if you're not at a meeting five minutes early, I'm deeming you late yeah. and you're going to pay a price. He's like, okay, I got to chill out. And he chilled out and it worked. You can't go the other way. If you're chill and you're coach bro, you can't suddenly become disciplinary. No one's going to believe it. No. No one's going to buy it. That's true. It, it, it comes off as disingenuous. Uh, you can text your thoughts to the FanDuel text line. It's open at 620-620 right now. Coming up next. Oh, no. <laughs> the Jared Carlin Friday 9 o'clock hour continues. You're not going to sing for us, are you, Jared? Are you going to sing, Jared? Uh, the Sports okay. Kebab with Jared Carlin is next. It's Rick Lee Murata Mornings here on Arizona Sports, the local sports leader. Time to take a look at the Arizona Sports poll question. Brought to you by Sanderson Ford. The best play is at Sanderson Ford. Final half hour of the show and the week for us here on Bickley and Murata Mornings on Arizona Sports, the local sports leader. Every single day at 930, we go to our website, ArizonaSports.com, and check out our daily poll question. And we're looking at ASU men's basketball, guys. Do you think that the Sun Devils are going to make the NCAA tournament? Three options. Yes, this team is legit. No, they won't have enough Q1 wins, quad one wins. Or... Ask me again after a few more games. Uh, okay, as somebody who uh, was at that Arizona ASU game on New Year's Eve, I, I'll, I'll say what they did last night and watching that game last night, that looked like a real legit basketball team to go on the road and instead of kind of, kind of being pulled down to your competition like we've seen way too often, they just put the clamps on that Oregon team. And I thought I walked away going, okay, this team is elite defensively. If they can just keep this harnessed, yes. They're going to make the tournament. Yeah, my answer to that would be, hell yes. Oh, I see what you did there. Um, yeah, I was I was blown away with how how good they played. You know, and I don't normally say that. Normally, my response to watching ASU or any college basketball is I want to pull my hair out. Yeah, because even when they win, they're a frustrating team. Oh yeah, yes. That was a start to finish waxing last night in Eugene. And I feel like even when they do look good, you don't necessarily believe it. You're like, oh, they'll mess it up next team. You're yeah, very. I mean, what scares me is they're not going to shoot it that well like they did last night. I mean, they're a 30% three-point shooting team, and that was not the case last night, but defensively they're going to be in a lot of games because yeah. they, they they do, for the most part, outside of that San Francisco game, they've played good defense consistently this year. Mm-hmm. 64% of our voters also believe that ASU is a legit team this year. 24% say ask me again after a few more games. 12% say no, they won't be a tournament team because of their schedule. All right, we shall see. They're five we and one shall. in the Pac-12 territory. They haven't been in forty years. Wow! Uh, that's today's Sanderson Ford poll question. You can vote right now at uh, ArizonaSports.com. Are you joking? 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 It's sports news skewered. The 
sports kebab. I'm not joking when I say we actually have quotes attributed what? to Jay Crowder. Uh-oh. Aren't in all caps on his Twitter account, and we will share those yes, we with will. you at yes. 9.45. Stay tuned through this. So, yeah, if you, if you dare. That's your challenge. <laughs> That's good. I, I give, give people reason to continue listening yes. through the sports kebab. Hey, if the kebab is as well-written as the uh, the song parody yes. was, we're in good shape. Well, it isn't. So, <laughs> or, we should, or we could just cover the breaking news and blow off the sports kebab. Should we do that? You could do that if you want. Come on. Ah, you guys' name just, on the show is you often... He just uh, finished me. writing it. I know. I, he just Sarah finished writing the poll I did. question. I did. People, there's a lot to talk about, and I, I do want to talk about how much I love this time of year, because it's post-holidays, start of a new year. It's actually a great time to hit up garage sales, because you know a lot of people make these New Year's resolutions. They try to declutter. In fact, I went to a great one yesterday of some guy who was moving and trying to unload some stuff, and I got a great deal on a giant Leo the Lion painting. Oh! Yeah, I did. Unfortunately, wasn't much of a garage sale other than the painting. All he had was a couch and a bunch of unworn socks. So, <laughs> yeah, excellent. Yeah, so I'm of course That's referring excellent. to Cliff Kingsbury. Too soon. And wait, Kingsbury. Well, I hope it's not too soon because that kills the next seven jokes I have here. But, uh, but Cliff Kingsbury had an infamously decadent but sparsely decorated house. You saw that on Hard Knocks, right? Mm-hmm. Even Scotty Pippen looked at the empty house and was like, come on, man, make a trip to Target or something. Get some accessories. <laughs> and maybe Cliff was the smart one after all, because as he pointed out on Hard Knocks, the life of an NFL coach, you never know when you have to be on the move. And... That time was this week for Cliff Kingsbury. Yes, the Cardinals fired Cliff, despite him signing a five-year extension this past offseason. I mean, usually, if you want to see a multi-year contract fall apart that quickly, it has to involve Carlos Correa. (laughs) Damn! But I feel bad for Cliff. I mean, he was supposed to be an offensive genius, you know, so innovative. He was going to have this offense cooking with gas. Well, apparently, much like cooking with gas, this offense is also no longer acceptable. <laughs> you saw that? Twitter discourse. Yes, and uh, look, I know that he dealt with injuries and some poor roster construction, but Cliff never really had the offense that impressive, especially this year. I mean, so many dink and dunk passes, everything short. I mean, the only thing that was deep about Cliff's play calling was his voice. <laughs> <laughs> and what does Cliff do now? What does Cliff Kingsbury do now that he's going, well, Cliff says he wants to have a break, wants to pause things, take a timeout. Sure. Unfortunately, he wasted all his timeouts early due to miscommunication <laughs> and is unable to. Oh, man. Yeah. So lots of rumors and reports about who might replace Cliff, including former Saints head coach Sean Payton. Now, I'm not saying that the deal is close to being done. But Kevin James was recently spotted in the Valley, yeah. <laughs> Unfortunately, I think it's because he was filming his new show, The King of Queen Creek. <laughs> uh, but we'll see. I hope he comes to coach the Cardinals in Glendale. I mean, think of the headlines. Sean Payton, from Bounty Gate to Westgate. <laughs> and that's not the only question facing the Cardinals this season. What are they going to do with DeAndre Hopkins? Does he want to be traded? I, for one, would find it difficult to move on from D-Hop, you know? Now, when I say D-Hop, 
I'm referring to DeAndre Hopkins, not to be confused with DeRop, uh, who is AJ Green. <laughs> oh, DeRop, DeRop. That'd be AJ, AJ Green. Yeah. Kevin James. AJ Green. Kevin Green. Uh, elsewhere in the NFL, it's playoff time. Unfortunately, that head coach who, you know, eats his opponents and bites off the kneecaps will not be coaching this weekend. Yeah. I'm, of course, referring to Andy Reid, who has a bye. <laughs> I hate it. One of the marquee matchups, though. Oh, wait a minute. That just reminds me of something I need to uh, get ready here. No, I just need to uh, pull up something. But the, the playoffs are starting this weekend. Oh, yes, they are. And, you know. Were you making fun of Cliff Kingsbury's pre- uh, preparation, Jared? <laughs> yes. <laughs> His pre-show. Jared could use a timeout right now. <laughs> oh, boy. Anyway. Oh. Jay Crowder. You know, one of the make, the the marquee matchups is Cowboys versus Tom Brady and the Buccaneers. Mm-hmm. And amazingly, despite going to Tampa, the Cowboys have four more wins than the Buccaneers, which brings us to... Jared Karnak, the Magnificent Time. Okay. Start off here with uh, over 500. Over. Over 500. Over 500. Uh, How many surgeries has Jerry Jones had on his face? (laughs) Over 500. (laughs) Along that line, uh, here we go, next one. Eight and nine. Eight and nine. Eight and nine. Uh, what age birthdays of his kids will Tom Brady miss because he's choosing football over family? Oh, oh no. Oh, come on. Oh, yeah. Poor Tom Brady. Okay. Uh, last one here. Uh, You've gone too far. Okay. Well, uh, <laughs> Mullet Arena. Mullet Arena. Arena. Mullet Arena. Uh, what should have the national championship venue that hosted fans from Georgia and Texas been called? <laughs> yeah, how about that national championship game between Georgia and TCU? My goodness, that final score was 65-7. to 65-7! Things got so bad at one point, TCU fans were actually overheard saying, there is no God. Oh. <laughs> I mean, that is rough. That is rough. Ha, ha, ha. Yeah. Anyway, here in conclusion, it sucks that we're you know going into this new year with such misery around the val- valley. The Coyotes are struggling. The Suns are struggling. And the Cardinals. They had a very important offseason to try to fix things. I mean, even a year ago, who would have thought the Cardinals would be drafting number three? I mean, to change things, the new leadership has got to get that draft choice right. Because in the last few years, the only memorable pick on draft night was of a sockless Cliff Kingsbury reclining in his mansion. Oh. Wow. Anyway. Good job, Ferret. Thank you. Drop the mic, Jarrett. Not because you're meant to. Uh, the Sports Kebab with Jarrett Carlin every Friday at 9.30. You can follow him on Twitter at Jarrett G-C-J-A-R-R-E-T-T-G-C. Yes, coming up next, we will fill you in on the quotes Jay Crowder gave to Chris B. Haynes about his situation with the Suns. That's straight ahead. Bickley and Murata mornings here on Arizona Sports, the local sports leader. Arizona Sports, the local sports leader. Weekly and Murata, song of the day.
Song of the day, it's a remake, but a really good one, especially when you get into the jam in the middle of this song. The guitar solo is just rocking. This is Spooky by the Atlanta Rhythm Section. This is a band that when I hear their stuff, I'm like, I know these songs, but I never attribute them to that band. Yeah. It's weird. You remember uh, they did did So Into You? You remember that one? They did, yeah. This is going to show up in Mustache, Not a Mustache, so I better bone up. Right, right. (laughs) This is because it's Friday the 13th. Oh, jeez. Is that that jam in the middle you were talking no, about? No, that's not it. I like this song. Yeah, check it out. Check out this version. This version is really good. Oh, check it out now? Or no, I mean, yeah, 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 I wish we could. Is that? If I knew where it was, I would fast forward to it. But All right, sure. It's just bad radio. Yeah, okay. Uh, there you go. Oh, what's better radio? Listen to you joke, tell jokes, <laughs> sing? The You're going to lecture us on bad radio? I was going to suggest playing my song again for Song of the no. Day, but I didn't want to waste get into, time Let's here get into the Jay Crowder news. Yeah, that's today's Song of the Day. Going off the grid. Brought to you by Sweet James Accident Attorneys. If you've been hurt in an accident, call Sweet James at 800-500-5200 or sweetjames.com. On Bleacher Report this morning, Chris Haynes. Headline, NBA Insider Notebook. Jay Crowder, quote, confused and hurt by situation in Phoenix. Well, he's he's still got that in common with his teammates, the, the being hurt part. Okay. Um, Chris B. Haynes has a quote from um, Jay Crowder. About his absence. Quote, I've spoken to every player that I've played with on that team, and they all have stressed how much they miss me and respect my decision. I'm thankful for their understanding. This move of pushing me out the door was a blindsided hit to not only me, but my teammates, as you can see from speaking to them and myself in the conversations we've had behind closed doors. I will continue to prepare myself daily for battle once the call is made and continue to be a leader on the court locker room as well as off the court. I'm thankful for my uh, my teammates appreciated my leadership. I'm confused and hurt. My coaches didn't appreciate the things I brought to our team and organization. And this has nothing to do with financial or contract difference. Wow. So he's implying that if the Suns didn't send him away, he'd be playing basketball for them right now? Certainly can come to that conclusion. Can wow. You? Okay, uh, listen. I don't know what to believe about this. I don't know what the root cause of all this, but I think we're almost at the point where James Jones needs to address this. There needs to be a little transparency about this. There is just too much nonsense floating in the air around this basketball team. Well, too I many mean, unanswered questions. After the way things ended in Game 7 against Dallas last year, the Suns went off into a especially right at the beginning with all the COVID news that came up at a weird offseason in terms of this chemistry, which was their calling card, their backbone all year long is now being tested, mm-hmm. and everybody looked at DeAndre Ayton. Is that the guy because of the on-court exchange he had with Monty Williams, the fact that he was the guy that got, you know, got benched unceremoniously when it was a full team effort. I don't know if this was a specific incident that turned the Suns coaching staff off. This is the strongest indicator we've had in this whole thing, though, of yeah. what went down. We still don't know what happened, but this is one side finally explaining his side of the story. Yeah. 
I'd love to hear the other side. Well, of it. so would I. And I think, and again, I think it's time that we do hear the other side. It, we should get some clarity on this as people who are emotionally and financially vested in this basketball team. Uh, if he's over there saying, I'm confused and hurt, he's making it very, very clear that the Suns are the one that sent him away. For what reason? We don't know. But but again, for a basketball team that's as diminished as the Suns, yes. this demands some explanation. There, so, yeah. This demands some transparency. I'm sorry. Even if it was irreparable, which it appears it is, there's no reason not to have somebody in here filling that roster spot of Jay Crowder and having him continue his career elsewhere. And, you know, if it was one specific event, too, but we don't know when this when this took place. There was no rumblings of this for most of the offseason. No. When the Suns were ready to go to camp is when this bubbled up. So was this something that happened in May? Because that would make this treatment of it even more inexcusable from the franchise standpoint. And the fact that he, uh, that, that Jay Crowder specifically points out his coaches. Mm-hmm. So this isn't a, this doesn't sound like it's a GM money issue. This sounds like the coaching staff got real sideways with James Jones. But he doesn't, so he, he said it's not about I'm the sorry, money. with Jay Crowder, not James Jones, with Jay Crowder. He says it's not about the money, it's not about contract. Mm-hmm. But could it be as simple as they don't want him to start it? anymore. They want him to come off the bench and that really annoyed Why would you send him? a guy away? Why would you send a guy away? I mean, no. I, yeah. It's not that. I I mean, we all speculated upon that and that was one of the first theories that came out, but the writing had to be on the wall. The, the clarity of it was there. I mean, Cam Johnson was the future going into this season. And Jay Crowder, and, had everything been okay, still would have been playing a very prominent role on this team. And if he were so confused and hurt, why is this just being said now? Why Why in January is this being expressed by Jay Crowder? Maybe Jay Crowder didn't expect to be still sitting in an that's empty gym in Atlanta in that's, January. That's what it is. I, I, I beg James Jones to address this. Bring some clarity to the situation your fan base is. It. And maybe some closure to it as yeah, well. Yeah, that too. Because they could, they could use a player right about now. But then you get into that whole other can of worms on what can and can't be done in the ownership interim. Whatever happened to the good old days of Jay Crowder? Love that guy. Salsa dancing. We Whatever happened to that? Jay, we thought F. 2022 was a uh, was a rough sports year. 2023 has sucked so far. <laughs> it's got to get better, Vinny. Let's city, where have you gone? It's got to get better. That's going to do it for us on this uh, Friday. Thanks again to Dave Damashek for joining us. A reminder, with the Martin Luther King holiday, uh, we've got Monday off, so we will be back bright and early Tuesday morning for a full four days after that. and Who knows? Maybe a new head coach for the Arizona Cardinals by that point. Uh, Wolf and Luke are up next here on Arizona Sports. No. But first, we leave you with another Jared Carlin creation. Oh my goodness. Vince, you work with two equally brilliant minds. Hi, <laughs> Dan and Sarah. What? Let's do this thing. Can we have live Twitter updates during your round? That would be that would be very self-absorbed. That would, I, I, so yes. So yeah. we're gonna. Jared's been quiet for like it's got to be like six or seven shows now. Uh, so you have nothing. You have nothing for me right now, Jared. It's meditate. hard to count the toes with all the fur. They kind of get obscured. Hobbit freak you. Let's boogie indeed. Let's boogie. Let's boogie. Aber. Aber. Lindsay Hunter. Oh, excuse me. That oh, buddy, chip but, on her shoulder was no, just. Hi. 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 I'll buy her a knife.
nice seafood dinner and never call her again. You Come on! What? If you see only one movie this summer, if you could watch only one playoff game this weekend, it would be. I really sound like this. That's uh, that's really my real voice. <laughs> you never know. You're supposed to be the one reading the stories about bears that go shopping. I haven't seen a house of cards collapse like this since Kevin Spacey got canceled, babe. Pan. Oh, I love gold. It's so weird. I have pan for the gold. <laughs> and this has been Jared's hand fruit of the day. The lollygaggers. What do you got? You got lollygaggers. Patrick Mahomes here. Shut up, Jared. Shut, Shut up, Jared. Shut up, Jared. <laughs> Shut up, Jared. And mom, you can't do anything about it. Night. What? Uh, we'll get into it. <laughs> Ding, 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 boom. You're Jared Goof. He's Jared Goff. Ample rumpage. It's an architect on acid. Good point, Wookie. Oodles and oodles, Howard Bowser. No, I'm not calling Jared a moron. Sarah's got some size on her. I cannot wait to get back to destroying myself. Do not taunt Happy Fun Ball. Every day I come into this radio station, Jared is already here. Doesn't mean he's doing anything. Very true. That was, uh, you tried, Jared. You, you, you tried. No show is dumber than ours.